And on today's episode, I want to know, where are you? Or rather, where you are? Let's see, no. Hello, my name is Justin, and welcome back, no. One, two, three... Welcome back to the Y2K Pop universe. My name is Justin, and I cover Y2K Pop single by single, album by album, and era by era. And today, I would rather be where you are. Come and join me. As always, I hope this podcast finds you in a lovely position. I hope that you are doing well wherever you are in the world. Whether you're in the US, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in Europe, in Asia, I love you all. Um, over here in the US where I am, it can't decide whether it wants to be hot or cold. So um, I'm just kind of here in the middle of things, I guess, just living life and loving life. Um, I guess before I start kind of into the nitty gritty, something I do want to just remind everybody, uh, I do have an Instagram for this podcast. It's Y2K Pop Universe on Instagram. And you can also email me as well, Y2K Pop Universe at gmail.com. If you have any corrections, any insights, any stories you also want to share, please feel free to contact Justin at those two places. Once again, it's Y2K Pop Universe on Instagram. And for Gmail, it's y2kpopuniverse at gmail.com. So I look forward to seeing any kind of messages that come my way. On today's episode, we are going to be covering track three of the Sweet Kisses album, but it's actually single two. So to catch you up to speed, we've done the first two tracks on the uh, Sweet Kisses by Jessica Simpson. That is the subject for today's episode. Um, and for this season, season one is going to be dedicated to Sweet Kisses, the Sweet Kisses era. Um, and so we've covered singles number one and singles number three. With the previous episode, um, I Think I'm In Love With You, that was the final single from uh, Jessica's debut album. This was single number two that we're going to be talking about today is Where You Are. And it's not just a Jessica Simpson single, it is also a Nick Lachey single because, yes, um, Nick Lachey makes his debut in the Jessica Simpson canon, in the overall Simpson canon, I guess. And, uh, wow, I mean, it's kind of interesting to think about um, somebody's husband, boyfriend, like having a duet this early on in such an establishing moment in their career, um, you can kind of see a similar, uh, you can kind of see a similar trajectory with Brittany and Justin Timberlake uh, and NSYNC, you know, they're very much unified by that era as well. But Justin didn't do any sort of musical interaction with Britney until her 2001 album, Britney, which where he produced What It's Like to Be Me. Um, but they never did any duets. They, you know, she did open for it in sync. But as far as just um, 
you know, she had her music, he had his music. They never really collaborated in that way. Um, so it's really interesting to see, like, this is Jessica's second single, and we're already being introduced to somebody else in the universe, who is it's Nick Lachey. And actually, really interesting to see that Nick Lachey is a co-writer. So we've got Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson collaborating very early on into... Jessica's career. By this time, Nick was pretty much established in 98 Degrees. At this point in the year 2000, 98 Degrees had already released two albums and they had multiple singles, multiple hit singles. Um, They really became popular with uh, The Hardest Thing because Nick Lachey was a sweaty shirtless boxer. Um, Not to say, (laughs) did it have an impact on me? I mean, yeah, but... um, yeah, Where You Are was written by Luis Bianchianello, Sam Waters, A. Stamatopoulou, and Nick Lachey, and it was produced by Luis and Sam, who also produced I Want to Love You Forever. It's very much another, you know, I hate to bring it up again, but it's giving Mariah, you know, and not that it's a bad thing. Um, this is very much a time where Mariah is just such a huge presence in the charts still, and her influence is very, very real uh, with Jessica, who I'm sure Jessica looks up to. But just hearing it, it gives me my all. Just once again, I'm kind of comparing the cadence. Um, it's still, you know, I really genuinely like Where You Are. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful ballad. I definitely prefer it over I Want to Love You Forever if we're just talking about um, pure balladry in terms of singles, but I really think it's a beautiful song. Um, It was included on the soundtrack of Here on Earth. So that's another teen film. It had Chris Klein, Lily Sobieski, and Josh Hart in it. If that's not the year 2000, like, summed up, like, holy moly. Um, I did not really want to get into what Here on Earth was all about. From what I'm guessing in the song... um, it's about like love loss, things like that. Um, the song itself actually does kind of have a deep underlying message. If you want to go take a look, there is actually a making of the video that you can find on YouTube. Um, and it's pretty interesting. It's a nice little time capsule, kind of brings you back to that era. It was filmed in January of the year 2000. It is the second single off of Sweet Kisses. Uh, at this point, Jessica is super successful. I Want to Love You Forever was a huge success. Um, and they decided to release this song, I'm guessing because they just wanted to really further push that Jessica was uh, a very chaste act and they didn't have to, you know, parents didn't have to worry about their children listening to Jessica Simpson uh, so much as they did have to worry about them listening to Brittany and Christina. Um, and so this was, you know, another nice little beautiful, simple love ballad. I think um, it's really, really a beautiful song. I think that Nick Lachey is a great singer. I do. I, I really do think that he's a nice singer. Um, I was telling a friend of mine that I think he sounds like Joe, uh, who Nick was actually did a song with Mariah Carey and Joe by this point in 1999, Thank God I Found You, which already hit number one. So he was doing great in his career at this point. Um, and 98 Degrees was doing really well in their career at this point, too. So, I mean, it really was a match made in teen pop heaven. Um, even just Jessica and Nick. I mean, what a beautiful couple. Um, 
Nick is like the 2000s personified. Like you look at him and he literally looks like an Abercrombie model. Um, and he can also sing. Um, I think he's got a really nice voice, a very rich voice. Um, and I think he does understand music. Um, he wrote, he was a co-writer on this song. And I think he also co-writes another song uh, in Jessica's future albums. So I feel like he really does have an appreciation for music. Um, I mean, when he first heard Jessica sing, I think that really did have an impact on them. I think he really did fall in love with her because he appreciated her talent. So it's so beautiful. I mean, they were a great couple. They met in 1998. Um, that's what the story, that's what the lore is. They met in 1998. Um, and I believe Nick saw her at a Disney Christmas parade. And like he became transfixed by her. And of course, she opened for 98 Degrees as well. So um, everything kind of just worked out. And by this point, they're pretty dedicated in their um, relationship. Like, they are definitely dating. Um, there's a funny moment in the making of the video where, like, I think there is a song that 98 Degrees did called I Do. It's all about marriage. Why marriage and virginity was such a big deal back then? Like, it's so weird. Yeah, but there's a moment in the video for I Do where I think Nick is being sultry with um, the model. There was a big model in 2000s. I know her first name was like, I think it's Allie Landry. She was like the spokesmodel for Doritos and she did a lot of commercials for them. She's in that video, a little bit sultry. And I guess he didn't tell Jessica and she was kind of upset about it. And they make reference to this in the making of the video for where you are. And Jessica says... No more Doritos for Nick. Now, if you were just watching where you are, maybe you're of a younger crowd and you don't know, you're like, what, did, what does Doritos have to do with it? That is what that's about. Allie Landry was in the music video. She was also a spokesmodel for Doritos. So, you know, very much a time capsule of that uh, moment. But um, so the song was actually um, kind of personal for Jessica because she makes... Uh, a point in the making of the video to say that she had recently lost one of her cousins and that they were best friends. And so the song is very much about kind of reconnecting with someone um, who's passed on. Um, and so it's kind of just that eternal love. Um, and they use that in the video. It's very much like Nick Lachey is Jessica's angel watching over her. And then it um, interplays with the movie. And I'm not sure what happens in Here on Earth, frankly. I'm not a film podcast. Um, but I'm sure there's something of that nature where someone goes on to the great beyond and things like that. It's called Here on Earth. I'm just assuming it's like ain't giving me angels in the outfield vibes. I don't know. Let's see, as far as just performance goes, it did not do that well. Um, I'm, I don't know why they released this song second. This is a time when the adult contemporary chart was really big, so this was released strategically to maybe garner in an older audience, like maybe like the 30 to 40-year-olds who don't listen to teen pop, but their radio stations, um, they'll, they're going to play Where You Are. Uh, they're not going to play, um, I don't know, Maybe they won't play I Think I'm In Love With You, but they'll play um, Where You Are. And maybe that's why it was released strategically, just to kind of, you know, get that audience, adult contemporary audience, which I think it's a very smart move. Um, so 
while it wasn't a huge success on the Billboard Hot 100, it was number 62, there was a, a maxi-single release, with which had um, dance club mixes. I mean, I love a little dance club mix. Um, they're actually really good. The U.S. maxi-single does have uh, some remixes by Lenny B, and I think it also has uh, the Soul Solution remix of I Want to Love You Forever. So we do have some dance mixes if you want to go dance it up to some Where You Are. This was the time when like remixes of ballads were really big on radio. So like this was like, um, it's not right, it's okay. Uh, uh, Tamia had her song, Stranger in My House. Of course, Deborah Cox, How Did You Get Here? Nobody's Supposed to Be Here. Another ballad turned into a dance anthem. This one doesn't have that same kind of power, but you know... It's for the novelty to have a little dance mix, um, but it actually did really well on the dance charts. The year in charts for the year 2000, it was number 16, which, hey, I think that's pretty good. On the dance single sales, it was number four. Um, it was kind of like a maxi single with I Want to Love You Forever. I don't know if maxi singles counted towards the Billboard Hot 100. There was like, I was like doing some research um, on this because I don't understand how it was such a, it was a great selling single. Um, and it was, did really well on the sales charts, but for some reason that didn't make it chart any higher on the Hot 100. And I don't know if it's just because maybe the radio play was just not that good. It first had its premiere on TRL in February of 2000, and it peaked at number eight. So, you know, it wasn't a huge smash. Like I said, I mean, kind of a weird single to follow up on, but I think this was more to just develop the audience for Jessica Simpson so she could have like a teen pop audience, um, also to show her versatility, um, you know, that she was a, a balladeer, she had a voice, they wanted to really focus on that. Uh, they performed this so many places. They performed this on Donnie and Marie, they performed this on TRL itself, they performed this at like NBA events. They really, really had a connection. You can totally tell in the performances how much they cared about each other. So um, it's actually really sweet and kind of bittersweet to look back on. Um, because, yeah, I mean, they actually did break up before they got married. They, got, they um, broke up in 2001, but they got back together because September 11th happened. And, they, you know, tragedies kind of like make people do crazy things. So then they got back together and then they got married. Kind of crazy how that event impacted like the smallest little things. It's kind of like the butterfly effect. Where would we be if that never happened? Who knows? It's so wild. Um, anyway, I swear I bring up September 11th in every episode. <laughs> but in these, in this era, it's such a big deal. And actually it does play a huge role in Jessica's next album, Irresistible, um, which I've been listening to for research, kind of like starting to get ready for that era as well. Um, but yeah, um, Where You Are, uh, I think it's a nice little piece of work, you know? I mean, I think it's a really fun little ballad. Um, and they both sound great. They look great. Um, it just didn't have the impact, I think, that people were hoping uh, because then they do release the third single, I Think I'm In Love With You, and I think that had the better uh, reaction, better public reaction. And this one, well, you know, they were still kind of trying to find their way. Take a listen, have a little moment with it, and just 
transport yourself back to February 2000, a more simpler time. Um, and then on the next episode, we will start covering some of the album tracks. So we are done as far as the singles go. This is it. It's three singles. Um, albums back then they stacked them up real strong at the beginning and then they kind of just tied up the ends at the end um so yeah let's get into some album tracks next week which is fun but that's all i have for today uh once again i want to thank you for joining me in the y2k pop universe my name is justin you can find me on instagram at y2k pop universe or you can even email me email my heart at y2kpopuniverse at gmail.com until next time bye